This is Behind the Twenties, a podcast where we talk about life challenges one goes through, during, well, you guessed it, your twenties. I'm Sonia, I'm 24 years old and I studied psychology. And I'm Maya, I'm 25 years old and I studied law. So how do we actually know each other? Well, we were flatmates and that, kids, is how we met. Three, two, one. <laughs> I think that was really good. Maybe. I think via internet, there is always a delay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because always when we do it and then I edit the episode, I can clearly tell that it's not at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, Sonia, what are we going to talk about today? So, hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. In today's episode, we are discussing how you can discover and pursue new interests. This is also related to episode two, where we discuss the identity crisis that you may have after graduation. In that episode, we suggested that it would also be interesting and it would also be of value to present yourself through your hobbies and not just through your job title or job qualification. Mm -hmm. And that's why we kind of wanted to dedicate an entire episode to this topic and also just to further dive into interests and hobbies and what really makes you more than just work. So, before we start, do you have a drink ready, Mal? Yes, I do. So, tonight I have some Lillet, which for those who don't know are a French aperitif made out of uh, white wine. So, you drink it cold, so I have some ice cubes who are already quite melted, actually. But it's, it's quite sweet, and yeah, I like it. It's very good and fresh. Yeah, just as a mention it sounds like this episode is actually going to be very personal because we're going to talk about our interests right yeah so we'll see how that goes but what is your drink my drink is an amaretto sour i think it's very fancy Mm -hmm. so i recreated this drink we had at a food truck festival that was so delicious that i just had to recreate it That was very good. Do you want to give them a list of what's in it? Like a rundown? It's really easy to make. You have three parts amaretto, which is quite a lot. Two parts lemon juice. And then you add simple syrup, however much you want. Then you add ice, you shake, and then you pour it. And there you go. Oh, Oh, it sounds really good. Mm, Very good. (laughs) Cheers, then. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers. Ding. <laughs> and for those who don't know, we don't actually live in the same city, so we are recording this online. Yes, I thought it was obvious, but we had some remarks and questions about that. Yeah. So to be transparent, we're not in the same city, so we can't actually cheer. We just cheer via screen. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> we can add a sound effect. Okay. Then let's just begin. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to put you in this scenario. Okay. Close your eyes and visualize yourself when you were back in high school. Oof. Do you really have the routine in mind that you had back then? Are there any specific hobbies that come to mind? Maybe going to a music school or doing a certain type of sport? Mm. Like, do you have these images that are flooding your brain right now as to what exactly you did? I mean, yes and no. <laughs> I'm not going to make your life easy. So basically, to, no. to 
give some context high school for me was three years the first year was pretty I had just moved again so it was a bit uh, dark and not the most fun I spent a lot of time in my room so I just remember uh, watching a lot of tv like series on Netflix and things like this the second year was much better I remember being very creative with like decorations of my room and okay. you know, doing stuff out of paper and things like this. And the third year I had I moved again and I was more busy with actually discovering the city and the country than anything very creative uh, connected to music or art. So it was more like tourist, being a tourist in this new city that I knew I was only going to be there for a year. Not a typical routine. Okay, so for you, I mean, I know for you it's also different yeah. because of where you grew up and moving countries so often. But you already mentioned some creative things you did, mm -hmm, even though mm -hmm. you also stayed in your bedroom maybe and watched some TV shows. That's also an interest. So now I want you to visualize yourself when you were at university. Ooh, yes, okay. Now, much better time for me. I mean... Where do I start? Always a lot of uh, food involved, like cooking with friends and being like trying new recipes and drinks, starting for me to run, going to the gym and discovering like just, yeah, having fun in different classes and things like this. Also, again, just moved. So it was also discovering like biking around and seeing the town and things like this. So yeah, I think it was more active. Mm -hmm. And if you specifically visualize any hobbies or the way you discovered new interests, do you have these pictures in mind? And how much time maybe you actually had to dedicate to that? Yeah, not much. I mean, what I mentioned now is maybe like once a week, maybe a bit more when to sports, but it was more something like not anything that I would consider a hobby specifically. Okay. Because I was doing it with friends. And for me, sometimes a hobby is also just something you do by yourself where you get to learn yourself and of course you can do that by going to yoga regularly like I did but nothing much and I definitely didn't have a lot of time for that so it was precious time for me mm -hmm. I think you are going into the direction I expected you to go in yeah <laughs> so what I really wanted to address here is this kind of weird shift that you go through from high school to university and then maybe even working life mm, yeah You know, because I, what I think can happen is that people don't actually end up dedicating any time to finding their hobbies during their studies. No, because sure. I feel like when you're a high school student, there's more of an opportunity to do that because at school you have to also maybe do some art classes or your parents force you to go to music school and so on. Mm. And they force you to pursue new interests. But when you go to university, there's this big shift again that you have to study a lot you're maybe in a new city you have to learn how to live on your own but at the same time you need to keep studying and you need to get a certain grade to pass your courses and when do you actually have the time to discover new interests or start a new hobby or continue with the hobbies you've created in your high school time yeah I think it really really changes I mean for me my personal experience is a bit unique because I moved three times in a span of three years 
So it was quite a lot to also take in and get settled in that new city to mm -hmm. be then uprooted and changing again. But I definitely from now, from my perspective now, I can say that I didn't really have any interest when I compared to yeah where I am now. Like now I had yeah. a year after graduation to like settle, find a job, you know, a job on itself. But I really had time to relax and find what I really liked. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something I didn't have during my, my years of universities, especially not during my bachelor. Mm -hmm. I put importance on these hobbies and like time to discover new ones and time to improve the ones I already have. Also because I know you and as a like psychologist and all the discussion we have, I know how important it is. So uh, this also helps. I'm a good friend. <laughs> yes, you're a good friend. <laughs> I mean, I think this can be applicable to a lot of people, but I also want to put a disclaimer here that I am aware that the workload is very different for each program and each university. Maybe mm -hmm. you also end up pursuing one of your interests that you discovered in your high school, whether that's music related or theater or anything. Mm -hmm. But I still think it can be quite hard to really set time for yourself to have this kind of child play. Do you get what I mean? And to discover new interests. Yeah, I think it actually stops. Like you have it in high school, maybe in, in school in general, then it stops during university. And then once you get to graduation and start working, I think you have more time and also more money. Mm -hmm. Let's be realistic yeah. to try new things and to get back to this like child mm -hmm. play and, and wanting to yeah try new things. Yeah. I think there is a gap. The gap here is university. So you meet a lot of people maybe it's mostly partying and stuff yeah but yeah that's why it's like a break but i also had this kind of thought of okay once you graduate from university again obviously you can have this identity crisis again as to who you are as a person mm -hmm. because you are no longer considered as a student and then it can also be kind of hard because then you need to find your interests again and maybe even get back in touch with some of your interests that you've neglected mm -hmm. during your studies mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see how would it will be for us once we start working. Yeah, I think it will be interesting. I think for me, it can go two ways, but I would like it to go in the direction that is working efficiently during the day and maybe having one or two things per work week a night. So I don't know, maybe Tuesday night, a reading club. I'm, I'm saying things out of the blue here because I'm not exactly sure. But And then on Thursday night, have like a pottery lesson or something. Mm -hmm. And then maybe have more time on the weekend to do the things I really like, like running long runs, but also resting. So I think it's going to be tough to find this work-life balance. <laughs> work-life balance. <laughs> yep. Something I do not necessarily, or not necessarily, but I do not really believe in mm. work-life balance because I don't think it can be in balance for a long time. Yeah, but you have a problem with the word balance. In general, yes. In general. Anyone that I've had this discussion with and they're listening right now, they'll know what I mean. But if you don't know, don't worry. Just ignore this part because also if I would really go into it it would take way too long yeah if you know me or if you don't you can always message us and ask me about it 
and I'll let you know what I actually mean. Exactly. That sounds like a good way to put this on the side for now. <laughs> Because I also don't want to confuse people and cause like a mental breakdown. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. no, for sure. I almost knocked over my drink, but okay. I'm almost done with my drink already. I mean, it was it was a small glass. Don't get me wrong, okay. but still. So we kind of discussed this weird time that you go through from high school to university, and we've not really we've not been confronted with the working life part yet. Mm -hmm. So I think it will be interesting again to see how it will be because I think in the end you don't really have a lot of time, and then where can you make the time for it? You know, will you have to? sacrifice something else in your life because some people they then start to sacrifice sleep in order to do certain things mm. uh, that they really want to do I think it's something called like revenge something sleep revenge I don't remember what there's a, a term for it when you sacrifice your sleep mm. in order to be awake and to pursue your interests specifically on sleep wow interesting yes because then I, I I really want to look it up, but uh, I will do it throughout the episode, maybe. Sounds good. But So I'll get back to it. Okay. In the end, we didn't get back to it, so I'm making a small interruption. Here, Sonia is talking about the revenge bedtime procrastination, which describes the decision to sacrifice sleep for leisure time that is driven by a daily schedule lacking in free time. Now, back to the main show. Okay. Um, but I wanted to ask you whether you actually found one interest during your studies, because I mean, I'm asking this knowing or thinking I know the answer. We'll see if the answer is correct or not. But do you have one? Do you want to share one with us? Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about, because I finished my bachelor's while we're we were still in a pandemic, mm. you know? I was in my final year and the pandemic started, so I was forced to be at home all the time, which I think gave me more time to think about interests and getting myself to try new things and not really feel judged. Yeah. So what ended up happening was that you, Mel, you asked me whether I wanted to join you for a challenge and do yoga together every day. Yes. <laughs> so that really started my interest in yoga, I would say. And then we did it and it was really good for me. It was so nice. It was really like a routine. We would wake up at a certain time. We would say, okay, uh, let's wake up at eight. And then we know more or less the episode, like the episode. The YouTube video lasts between 20 and 30 minutes. So we were like, okay, by eight, we knock on each other's door. <laughs> Except it wasn't eight o'clock. It was more like 6.30. Oh boy, really? That early? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were working quite a bit. Exams so I'm actually didn't. not surprised. But then we would uh, knock on each other's door and then just do the thing. And then... Mm -hmm feel stretched in the morning, you know, have breakfast, shower, and then hop, start working and doing the lectures and things like These that. These are really precious memories for me. Mm. You really got me into doing yoga and it was really good for my mental health, but I also wasn't yeah. doing it alone. So it was really nice to do it with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I feel the same. It was just so good. You remember the last one we went and did it in the park in the sunshine? Oh my God, it was so nice. Yes, we cycled to a park nearby and then we did the yoga there. We actually did that a few times. 
Mm-hmm. It was so mm-hmm. nice. And every time I think back to it, I, it just warms my heart. Yeah, yeah, me too. I just want to do it again, you know, just yeah. like, let's just... just I actually, it. there's a park close by to me. So I was thinking to do that during one of the weekends. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. You should. So, Mel, are there any hobbies or interests you picked up during the global pandemic? Whoa, I mean, I picked up quite a few, actually. So... I think working out from home was a big one for me. And that came from you. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, just join me. And, and um, yeah, we would work out in your room mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was a big one for me. Then I went more into running because I always had this idea of me, of the mile runner, you know. So this was the perfect time also to get out, breathe some fresh air. This was also more during the pandemic. And this is what led me to wanting to run a marathon and seeing how far I could go still not there but working on it slowly but surely and then doing really creative things like um but this was a bit later I had moved out already but doing cardboard things so it's basically you create objects made out of a cardboard Fimo so I made some decorations for my plants that was very fun and origami I do a lot of origami as well so more the quiet and the more focused um Mm-hmm. things when I do creative stuff and also reading but but you already started yeah. doing the origami when we still live together yeah actually no it was during the pandemic so yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and you kind of uh got me into painting on wine bottles I have <laughs> no idea where this idea came from I don't remember <laughs> it sounds so weird but it was such a fun activity yeah I actually know I think I know because we locked at home, right? We were yeah. having dinner with all the flats. Uh, and that also means a lot of wine. So we had a lot of leftover bottles. And yeah. then we were just like, you know what? Let's just take those bottles, take the sticker off, and then just paint on it and see. So we had a whole little um, workshop. Yes. <laughs> and that was really cool. And we were drinking wine as well. <laughs> Next to it. I actually still have those bottles. I, s- I have it right here. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, you put a candle in it. Yes. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very art. Yeah, it's really cool. That's what I should do with mine. You know, because when I do creative things, I sometimes stop myself because I think, okay, it's not even going to be good enough anyway. Mm. I'm not even really creative as a person, which is not true. I can be really creative, but I still stop myself because I know that out there on social media, there are some people that are so creative that I think are so much better than I am. Yeah. And this is, again, the upward comparison. <laughs> yes. which then stops me from pursuing things or trying out new things because then I think okay I'm not even going to be that good so why should I even start yeah that, that makes sense I, I have it too but this is why usually I make stuff and then I share it with one or two friends who I like feel very good with and then I just hide it on the side <laughs> like oh, okay that's enough <laughs> yeah but, but also yeah. during the pandemic I kind of started getting into taking care of plants Ooh, uh-huh, yes. Which is a big thing, because now I just have so many plants. Yeah, I was going to ask, how is Grace doing? Grace is doing lovely. She's growing so many new leaves. Keeps <laughs> on growing. Fantastic. You'll have, like, this giant tree-ish looking thing. It's going to take more space in your room than anything else. Yeah, soon it's going to reach the ceiling. It's just going to be insane. But yeah, so something else that I picked up during the global pandemic was... Like you said, working out from home mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're in your room the entire time, you're on your laptop, you are 
on Zoom, lectures, tutorials, writing papers. At one point, I think it was even yeah during the summer break when you had already left. Mm-hmm. I really got. I was so bored of being bored. Yeah, I was so bored of being bored that I started working out. Mm. And then I continued on doing that. And whenever you would visit for a period of time, you would. I asked you to join. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so much easier to have someone do it with you that's then also struggling and that you know together you can do it. Exactly. Also because it's kind of hard. So it's better if you do it with somebody you like. Yeah. First it's accountability and then it's also motivation throughout mm-hmm. the workout. You know, like, come on, we can do this. And you're holding this plank or this freaking ab hold and you're like, ah! <laughs> I remember one of the booty exercises or booty workouts we did. Yeah. And I was trying so hard to motivate you to push through. I was like, come on! We can do this! <laughs> Yeah, I can I can see that. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Okay, so another topic we also wanted to address was side hustles. When you try and find a new hobby and you your aim is to monetize it. Mm. And I think I see this more and more on social media when people are starting like a jewelry brand and they start selling their stuff and then I always wonder like how did they get into making it or why did they decide to make jewelry to begin with was it straight away okay I want to find a hobby that I can get money from yeah I'm not sure have you noticed it on social media yeah I I did but yeah actually it's a good question because is it more I'm doing something because I want to be creative and then people like it and therefore I sell it or is it more like I need side hustle, like a side business, or I want to have a side business, and therefore I create in order to sell. But I think if it's the second case, then if you don't end up selling your stuff, yeah. what happens, it probably affects you and, you know, am I creative enough? Is it good mm-hmm. enough? Blah, blah, blah. So And this can be with anything. I just said it now with jewelry, can be with candles, stuff you knit. Because I feel like people nowadays always try to make money with whatever they end up doing. But doesn't it then just turn into another like job instead of a hobby that you invest time into but also get energy from but but i also think it's because when you are online you see this message a lot of like turn your passion into a business Mm -hmm. and la 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 and and i mean if you can and if it's still fun and everything like good for you but i think sometimes people don't have the right mindset for it so for me this links back to some episodes that we've done so far you know yeah. based on your social comparison comparing yourself to people online and people maybe that you know that have like a side job or a side hustle by selling whatever they create or as well episode 4 societal expectations and norms Mm-hmm. So my suggestion would be here to ask yourself, why are you trying to find a new hobby? Yeah. Is it to be creative and to be involved in the activity itself? Or do you want to actively find something that could bring you a bit more money? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the underlying reason? Mm-hmm. Because I also think that, yeah, you shouldn't stop yourself from pursuing new interests. Like, there should not be pressure to find an interest 
interest right away that you could earn money from, you know? Yeah. Because a hobby is a hobby for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, I mean, it makes sense for me. I, I'm not sure I would turn my hobbies into a business also because I don't have any hobbies I could potentially sell to other people. But, you know, if I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to try and make candles again with this example, but I'm not going to start mass producing them and then having a like box in my room or something and mm -hmm. try to sell those. I make them for myself, maybe for friends and use them as gifts or, you know, yeah, I think it might not come from the best place. Unless, of course, you need the money and things like this, but that's not the people we're talking about, right? So I already mentioned that I sometimes stop myself from pursuing new interests due to comparing myself to whatever is online. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had this experience before? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. The thing is, I always, like I have my habits, I call them almost habits of, for example, doing bullet journaling and things like this because I've done it for such a long time now. So it was always more like a me thing. So this is why I wouldn't say I would compare it to social media and therefore stop it. But I actually don't really compare myself to social media. I'm more scared to try things alone, which is a bit stupid. But if I, for example, if I want to try bouldering, yeah, I need one friend who already knows uh, to go there and try than going there by myself. Yeah. I cannot do it by myself. I mean, I totally get the bouldering part that you want to do it with someone who already has some experience or someone who's going to join you on the new experience. Mm. But let's say I'll give you my example. Okay, go. Because in my exchange semester, I couldn't really find a really nice planner. And I really wanted one that's structured and the way I wanted it to be. And all of them were very shitty. Mm -hmm. And I always had this idea, you know, bullet journals are so cool and you can be so creative. But everything I saw online was like, wow, that's like out of my league. I will never be this good. Why should I even waste my time? Buy a bullet journal and I'll try. It will look ridiculous. Like, come on, why would I do that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But eventually I couldn't find a planner. And the only thing I could find was a bullet journal. So I was like, okay, come on, I'll just give it a try. It doesn't matter how shitty it will end up looking like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give it a try. And I did. And it was so good because I was able to show myself that it's okay to try things out. You don't have to be perfect. No, for sure not. And you should definitely not compare yourself to what people post online. Because obviously, they just post the things they know will be popular online. Mm -mm -mm. Popular and that are good. Yeah, because for those... Yeah. I'm not sure if we need to give a little background on bullet journaling, but it's basically taking a blank journal and creating your agenda, your calendar out of scratch. So you can organize it however you want. If you are more specific um, and have a day-to-day -day page or if you have a week overview. So it's basically a calendar, but cuter because you add your own drawings and things like this. So if you mm -hmm. Google it, you will and find on Pinterest, Instagram, whatever. If you Google it, you'll see that most pages are just magnificent. Like it's people are, yeah. who know how to draw are doing these things and posting it on online and yeah. or YouTube. It's insane. Oh, YouTube. Yeah, you're right. Oh my goodness. And I mean, I don't do not absolutely not know how to draw. It's it's just no. I, I just can't. I always end up drawing stick figures. 
Um, that's how bad it is. But I think I now have a bullet journal kind of because I, I'm used to having a personal travel journal since I'm basically six years old. I have 14 in total. And I started it before I was on social media. So for me, it's just my own thing. And mm -hmm. But when I, I, I never try to, to actually draw and make it beautiful because I, I know I can't draw. So maybe in that way, I stop yeah. myself too. But do you get the difference between trying out mm. uh, buying a bullet journal and doing that sort of thing and comparing that then to trying out bouldering i think that's a very different thing mm -hmm. because one is way more active and it's in a social environment mm. with other people mm. what bullet journaling is just something you do at home yeah i would say yeah you're right yeah. you're right uh, but i'm just not sure right now link i think no no yeah. <laughs> no i don't have anything in mind because usually i really try to to do it but then I do it only if I find somebody else to do it with. So I don't really stop myself because of like norms or other comparison. I'm just not going to share it. I'm, I'm going to do yeah. it in my own yeah. like, little thing. And then I will share it maybe after I feel secure about it, you know. Mm -hmm. So you only share those things that you've kind of tried out a few times and you know that yeah exactly or that look beautiful like to give you an example i i really like so it, it's i so i studied law but i also really like everything that has to do with content creation but more in a marketing kind of way like create the podcast cover for example or anything very colorful and nice because then i don't have to draw the laptop kind of does it for me so it's pretty <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I, I like to do this and I, I started with that idea and I was like, oh, but I, I want to share all the more creative bits that I'm doing. I'm mm -hmm. not sure that makes sense, but I will explain. So I created an Instagram page, an Instagram account where I told myself, okay, in order to force you to do something more than looking for a job and, you know, going outside and doing your sports, doing creative things that will help you grow and try new stuff let's force yourself to post one of your creation once a week or something like this so i started it this way and i i really didn't tell anyone and only like really close friend knew about it and actually now i'm i'm not really on it anymore just because the podcast takes quite a bit of time and i've yeah abandoned it's still there it still exists but i kind of abandoned it or put it on the side but i have so many creative ideas that i kind of want to keep this option open but it was more like for me, you know, and I knew what I posted was almost perfect all the time. Like I had worked on it and things like this. So it's, I think maybe people who do the same with their hobbies, they know it's really good. I kind of lost my point here. I'm sorry. So you've mentioned that you've kind of put this Instagram account on the side for now because of our podcast. Mm -hmm. But is there any other other reason why you kind of stop doing it or why some of your friends don't really know about it because i'm scared they're gonna judge me aha <laughs> explain like i try new things which i never did before or i have very little experience in and then i put it out there for people to see to be inspired but i don't want people that are close to me to see it because yeah i feel judged like oh like i know they're probably not going to be 
mean or anything, but it's really putting your almost like your soul. Your I feel like your creative being is something you need to protect. I don't know why. I don't know if it makes yeah. sense, but it's. I mean, actually, it makes sense. Maybe because it's who you are at your core, right? You like mm-hmm. to do this. You like to do that. So if you're being attacked on your creative things, or if you think you're going to be attacked, then it's yeah. almost an attack directly on yourself because maybe it's not beautiful in their eye, or maybe it's not perfect. Or but at least you're trying. But exactly. yeah. <laughs> is that what you wanted to hear <laughs> yes uh. i mean i just want to make it clear i've been very supportive since the beginning of your yeah no I, for sure you are you you definitely are but it, like I, I shared it it's very funny because so you have a group of friends right let's say you you have yourself in the yes. middle if you look at a circle you have yourself in the middle then you have your very close friends around maybe you count your family in maybe not and then you further you expand further are the people you know less and less so for me it was important for my very inner ring so basically you and some other friends and then the very outer ring complete strangers because I don't it's to inspire them it's not I don't feel judged on my person if a stranger attacks me I mean probably if you're very popular and stuff like this maybe you I mean, still not nice, but nobody's mm-hmm. gonna comment on a very small, tiny Instagram page. Wow, your work sucks, <laughs> and then I just block it, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but the people in the middle are the people that don't know you, and you don't know them very well. But they're the ones that yeah. might be more inclined to judge you. In my opinion, what do you think? I, I don't know. No, I totally agree with you. Um, but I think you should still be proud of what you've done so far with that Instagram account. And you did dedicate quite some time to it, you know? I mean, it, it served its job of uh, ma- making me think about something else and finding a job, for sure. And now we also have our podcast. Yay! <laughs> so that's also born from our need to invest into new things, don't you think? Yes, totally, 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 totally. What is it for you, this podcast? It's a creative challenge. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds very true. To kind of push myself to try something new. I mean, it was not just recording, but also preparing beforehand. Mm-hmm. Also creating all the Instagram things mm-hmm. like the cover arts with you and thinking of like how to promote the podcast as well. Yeah. Like, how do we want our Instagram to look like and then figuring out how to create those things, how to record our episode, how to edit. Yeah, it's a whole package. <laughs> it's a whole package deal. Yeah. Also how to really structured the podcast episodes Mm-mm. how to prepare them beforehand do you want them to be fully structured do you want them to be semi-structured mm-hmm. do you want the full-on script or not and it's been a really good challenge for me I would say yeah no I, I completely agree yeah I think for me I already mentioned it a bit right it was more this creative aspect on like the laptop so the drawings especially for the Instagram post and I was interested in editing and things like this so yeah it's it's very fulfilling for now at least yeah. but I also knew that I would be quite busy with the internship and like this nine to five thing mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be the I didn't want to become trapped within it because you can easily get into this routine where you just wake up, you straight away go to work, 
you work, you get home, you're exhausted, you turn on the TV. Oh, I need to eat some dinner. Okay, I'm already tired. I'm going to just head to bed. And then it just keeps on going. Yeah. And I didn't really want to be fully trapped in it and have something on the side that would keep me going creatively. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that also gives you energy, I would say. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. And I'm an introvert, so I would know. (laughs) But I I completely agree with you. And I mean, it's also why I'm like eager to start on season two, because I know that once I will start working... Did you just... Shh. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm interested in starting this further. This is how I'm going to phrase it now, because when I start working, I want to have it rolling kind of to continue it and not Mm -hmm. being too overwhelmed with work and putting all my interest back to pause. I I really don't want this. I know how much it brings me today, like energy wise, creatively wise, learning about myself. So I really want to keep on going. I totally agree with you. So I was wondering, what do you actually hope that these new interests will bring you on the long term? Oh, very interesting question. Yeah, I want them to bring me a peace and fulfilling life. And maybe it sounds cheesy, but I'm now in this dilemma of like thinking, where is my aim? What am I What am I going to do in life? Like, okay, I have work. I, you know, I have these things where it's kind of straightforward from now on, but I want to do something more. And I think by doing creative things, I will do something more for myself. I will discover what I can and cannot do. I will discover how creative I am. Yeah, I want them to help me grow. Yeah, I think that covers it. Is it different for you? I mean, if I think about it, it's kind of like visualizing myself on my deathbed and then thinking and reflecting, okay, is there anything that I regret not doing, you know? So I don't want to regret not doing certain things or not trying out certain things. Because in the end, I don't think you'll be on your deathbed and you'll think, oh, if I just had worked harder... On this one deadline, I would have gotten <laughs> a grade, you know? And yet, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. You're completely right. Uh, this makes me think of a YouTube video I saw, actually. And I, I will explain this um, this video in general. You can I, I will put the link in the show notes. and um, But I will explain it to you now. So it's a video from Leo Grasset from Dirty Biology. The, so it's a YouTube channel you can find. And he explains this. I don't want to call it a theory because I actually, I'm not sure if it's based on anything very scientific, but it's it's based on how you feel. So let me explain. So there is a grid. Uh, you can find this grid also linked in the show notes. Maybe if you click on it, you'll have a more specific idea of what I'm talking about because it's kind of difficult to describe but you have this grid there is this grid this grid basically represents your life okay so it's like tiny dots tiny squares one after the other every box or every square represents a week in your life and every line represents a year so the grid is about I think 90 lines and you have 52 boxes each so to give you an idea and basically if you look at the grid just like this it starts by just being boxes that have the exact same size until the end, your deathbed, let's say 100 years. So you can count and trace your school years, your primary, high school, university, 
you can of course uh, see big moments in your life that impacted you in a very positive or negative way and the exercise is really fascinated that the video explains so it sees how we consume time as people so if you're on a holiday for example you will feel the time passing way slower or way faster depending on the kind of holiday but you can basically change the box and make it more into a rectangle it will appear for you way longer than the time that actually spent by and when you think about it as memory you will remember this long box this experience what what you yeah felt that day that week so if your life is very fulfilled maybe all these boxes will be changed into rectangles and your life will appear way longer than it actually is this is where hobbies come in because if you spend time on doing things you actually love doing those boxes become very malleable and you can extend them and making this year feel extremely long because you just had experiences on experiences on experiences. And of course, they don't have to be holidays in Spain or wherever. You can just have hobbies you really like spending time on. And I hope it's clear. I'm not sure if I'm being very specific or not, but I would suggest you to look at the grid to have an idea of what I mean. And maybe take this exercise, mm -hmm. like fill in your school years, filling your university and maybe count the dates and you will see that this week was amazing and you remember it as a month, but actually it was only a week, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's a really cool way to visualize your life. Yeah, right? And he actually goes into details and he's like, okay, I'm this age and my parents are this age. I only see them maybe two times a year. So then he colors like Christmas and maybe Easter. And so he's like, yeah, so I'm counting and I only have 15 weeks to see my parents. So it can be very negative now that I say it like this, but actually you should enjoy that time. You should really mm -hmm. be present when you're there. You should do activities with them, go for a walk, have a game, enjoy a good dinner, like create those very intense moments upon which you can reflect later. And yeah, I think it helps you realize that your life is finite in this world and you can really just have these malleable experiences where maybe your hobbies can come in or the people you connect with. But I found it very interesting. The video is in French, unfortunately, but maybe you can click on subtitles or things like this. Mm -hmm. So what can you suggest or propose to our listeners? for finding a new interest? If there is something that they really, 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 really wanted to try for a long time, this is your sign. This is it. Just do it. Take the weekend. Mm -hmm. Take next weekend. Plan it. Call a friend if you need someone to do it with you. And I think it's really just taking this moment to decide, you know, like, okay, this Saturday, I will, I don't know, then fill in the blanks. Paint on a wine bottle. Why not? So yeah, have the courage to try something new because it allows you to not have any regret regrets in the end of your mm. life. Be a child, try, create, fail if you have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And why does it have to change when we become adults? You know, We can also be children still within our hearts and try new things and fail. We're also allowed to fail. Yeah. And like you mentioned, if you don't want to start alone, grab a friend. It's nice to have an accountability partner, invite them with you. And that way it also allows you to create new memories with them. I think it's hard to start, but try to have the courage and 
this is your sign to do it, like Mel said. Yeah. Just go out there. Do it. Let's do it. Live a full life. Do it. <laughs> <Just> do it. <laughs> but okay. This is it. We are good. So this already brings us to the end of episode five. We hope this episode was interesting, informative, and relatable for you, our listeners. Follow us on Instagram if you don't already at Behind the Twenties. And again, don't hesitate to leave us a review. The music is by Tokyo Music Walker. See you next Wednesday for our last episode of this season, welcoming the unknown of our Behind the Twenties podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.